But anyway, so tell me, here, here's Brett, Dr. Osmond, I want to ask you some things about back. I suffer from back pain. If, if it weren't for my low back, I'd literally feel like I was about 30 years old. But when I got in my mid-60s, I started getting stiffness in my back. I got an x-ray. I've got, a, I've got extreme scoliosis, which I don't know how I got. I guess, hey, I guess I've always had it. I don't know. I, I blame it on poor sleeping posture. But in any event, I've got a real scoliotic back. I don't have any ridiculous symptoms, but my back is so stiff. I go to a chiropractor. I love my chiropractor. But, you know, and I try to take some anti-inflammatories occasionally, you know. But what, you know, here's what I think. I think I have a weak back, meaning that literally I have a weak back. I have a weak core. I need to work on it. I got all kinds of machines right over here in my own personal gym, but Give me some tips on working my way through this because I want to be able to deadlift more than I do. Um, I got to be careful with my back. You know, if you yeah. looked at my x-ray, you'd pre- I'll send it to you sometime. It looks pretty bad. Of course, I've got degenerative disc. But what's your advice to a guy like me? Um, right. So it's, it's a great question. It's the same advice and, and where I was going with the you know, another one of my aphorisms is you're not allowed to have back pain in my clinic. So I, I tell people that it's, you know, you know, and I don't know you well. Okay. Um, but my patients, I do like yours. They're my family. Okay. Like your patients are with you and you could see that that's obvious from just speaking with you and seeing your facility. I know exactly how it goes. Um, and we have a similar sort of situation here and I tell my patients don't ever come here with back pain, um, because it's not acceptable. Um, like diabetes, like diabetes, it is it is a preventable problem. Doesn't matter what your X-ray looks like. Um, as you know, the majority of low back pain comes from most of it comes from, as you had said, your low back is just not as strong as it should be, um, and or you have mobility issues. In other words, you have very tight hamstrings, okay, or you have yeah. tight a tight psoas, um, or both. Um, so you need to work on your flexibility, right? So if you were to watch me, okay, and, and you know, we're, we talked about this before, um, you know, my son is just this, this son, okay, it's just a smaller yeah. version of me. Um, we are big deadlifters, okay? Mm-hmm. You, you need to be practicing, practicing, practicing your deadlift. There's no reason, okay? It has nothing to do with your age, nothing, okay? Clearly you're in good shape, okay? Um, and you're athletic. There is no reason there is no reason why you shouldn't be able to deadlift well into the 400s, well wow. into the wow. 400s, okay? Um, because I know what I'm capable of doing, right? I know what my son is capable of doing. And the reason why you don't is because you just don't practice it. Remember, strength is, strength is about practice. You have to practice strength. Yeah. You have to yeah. practice strength. You have to practice flexibility and mobility. What I was getting to was that this morning, um, we're deadlifting. Okay, we're doing what are called our openers for the for the competition, right? Um, our warm-up, our mobility work, okay, is done on the clock, 30 minutes. 30 minutes. And that is not walk around the block, okay? 30 minutes on the clock, okay? 30 so minutes of stretching. You got it, okay? okay? And what do I mean by that? So a lot of hamstring mobility work and your physical therapy colleagues, okay, you're talking about who are the power lifters. They can teach you, get the hamstrings mobilized. What do we do most of the day? We sit. What happens when our hamstrings, um, what happens to our hamstring length when we sit? 
they shorten. Shorten. Right. And then your back is either, you know, it's in some sort of odd hyperextended position. You may not even realize it. You're grinding the facets. You know, the facets get loaded when you're hyperextending. The next thing you know, you're going, oh, my God, why do I have to lean forward in order to alleviate this back pain? You know, well, it's probably because you have short or tight hamstrings. So one of the things that we do when we are stretching is um, doing our mobility work is we are stretching those hamstrings. And I'm not talking about just doing a straight legged toe touch. That's fine. Okay, but what about a, a wide? We, we're, we're sumo deadlifters, so that means wide stance deadlifters, and we're our hands are, you know, and I don't know how, how much you know about deadlifting, but your hands are here. Okay, they're not on the outside of the legs with a with a narrow stance. Okay, and people have personal preferences. Do you use a trap bar with no. your deadlift? No. Okay. No. Why not? Well, I have a um, trap bar with my deadlift. Right. It, it's like it's fine. Okay. It's very. Uh, it's it's much more of a quadricep uh, a deadlift. Remember what's gonna what's gonna make your back really really strong is working the posterior chain. So your lumbar erectors, okay, and I'm talking about not only strong but flexible. So you you need to have lumbar erector flexibility, okay. You need to have hamstring flexibility and strength. You need to have gluteal strength and flexibility. So that's your external rotation, right? Mm-hmm. And if you strengthen that and keep it flexible at the same time, and yes, you can do both, okay? Most power lifters are not only strong and powerful, okay, but they are flexible, right? Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. their psoas is loose. How do you get your psoas loose? You'd have to learn how to do a psoas stretch. I have Here. a I have a hip hook. Have you seen uh I guess it's Rogan, Joe Rogan. I guess that's right. Maybe it was Tim Ferris. Actually Ben ordered me a hip hook. Mm-hmm. It's a hook that hooks in and gets your psoas and the iliacus. Yes. And it hurts like a mother. Yes. When you try, you yes. get it in there. But I yes. use that hip hook. So I mean, you yes. think that's a good way to kind of get it? I think it's fine. We use um, we use Theraguns. I've so got that. buy a Theragun you. or if you, you know, if you, if you don't like this thing or you want to try a Theragun, okay, into the psoas, into the IT band, into the adductors, okay, into the butt into the hamstrings and, and constantly we're walking around, you know, during that 30 minutes and we're either doing a stretch or we're taking the Theragun and we're grinding it carefully. Okay. That into those muscles. Okay. Into all of those muscles and trying to open that up. You want to try to open up the hips. Okay. You want to be able to get your knees out. Okay. A lot of external rotation. You want to Start warming up by doing, if you know how to do a good morning or a, a, yeah. glute, mm-hmm. a glute ham raise, okay? Mm-hmm. You know, in other words, what, what people call a hyperextension. Now, want, I, have a, I have a Roman chair here in my gym right here. Do you like right. the Roman chair? Oh, yeah. I mean, just don't, things, just, uh, should I hyperextend, go past 180 right. or? You know, whatever is comfortable for you. You don't want to be ripping back and driving, you know, grinding on those facets, but just nice, flexed all the way down, okay? Slow and controlled. And I will tell you, if you just do these basic things, okay, whether it's opening up the hips, using the, you know, the Theragun or this hip hook that you're talking about, um, stretching the hamstrings out, making sure you're off your chair because we're computer people. We're sitting on our chairs all day doing this, yeah. that, and the other, yeah. making yeah. sure you're walking around um, and making sure that those hamstrings are not getting short, okay, and mm-hmm. deadlifting. And I would recommend deadlifting sumo. Have those guys teach you. Okay. Recommend deadlifting conventional and start working your way up. What I end up having happen in my office here is that people come here and they go, I can't deadlift um, because my back hurts. And I tell them, no, no, your back hurts because you don't deadlift. And they come <laughs> back in a year and they go, you I know what? It. I don't have any back pain. And I go, 
are you telling me something that I don't know? So, you know, it's very, very contrarian, but my patients that I used to do lumbar fusions on, okay, um, and even the ones that I do in the context of trauma, if they're, if they're open to it, and a lot of them are older and they're not, they're not, you know, they're not, exercise is not in their brain, um, so it's not a part of them. But the ones that I feel are receptive, six weeks, okay, six weeks after a lumbar fusion or a thoracolumbar fusion where I cut open the entire back. I mean, ask your friend. Okay, we fillet people open, right? We put screws in, right? When they fracture, they get burst fractures and stuff. Six weeks after, they're not even fused yet. Start deadlifting. Wow. And some of them go, what? I go, I didn't misspeak. It's very contrarian, but we've burnt these muscles off of the spine when we're doing our exposure. And we sew them back together. We like baseball stitch them back together, right? We've traumatized them. We've damaged them. Well, what's the best way to strengthen them and recondition? Deadlift, squat. Yeah. You will have no back pain. I promise you, if you're just disciplined about it, if you just stay disciplined and you practice your strength and you practice your mobility, particularly the hamstrings, okay, and learn how to open up those hips, mm -hmm, right? Mm -hmm. You're not going to have any back pain, right? And I always tell people, um, because they say, well, why do you have to open up your hips? What's the most common cause of shoulder pain, right? It's typically people have some an anterior glide. I don't know how much you know about shoulder mechanics, but they end up with yeah. an anterior glide. Why? Yeah. Well, we're doing this all day, right? Yeah. Doing yeah. this. We're, yeah. we're, look yeah. at my shoulders. Yeah. Oh, yeah. you know, or yeah. you're on a, a computer. So what's the best way to get your shoulders better? Learn Scapular. how to open up the shoulders, right? Yeah. You want to be able to bring your shoulders back most of us have this anterior and then you end up with yeah. all this joint dysfunction at the glenoid right yeah. i right. think it all has to do with your scapula don't you correct. I mean, think about your scapula correct you know, if you strengthen correct. your scapula, it's going to pull you back You're oh, i try to work on correct. that all the time the other thing with with back is i've got a weak gluteus medius according mm -hmm. to my physical therapy buddy mm -hmm. and i think that's so common i think that probably weakens your back too doesn't it it does. It's very, very, very common. The weakness of, of the, you know, the just the hip girdle in general is going to be associated with back pain. So what is the strongest part of a power lifter's body? And I don't care if you're a bench specialist, if you are a, a bench specialist, if you're a squat specialist, if you're a deadlift specialist, I don't care. The Goodbye. strongest, you're, you're right. The strongest part of their, of a power lifter's body is yeah. right here. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Right in here. Okay. All yep. the pelvic muscles, the butt, the, the lumbar extensors by far and every single one of them. Okay. Is that area, um, you know, that, that, that pelvic area, wherever you want, whatever you want to call it, sort of the groin, the buttocks, the low back, these mm -hmm. guys have monstrous mm -hmm. low backs, monster yep. strength in their low backs. You know, so I have, um, you know, 550 maybe even close to a 600 pound deadlift okay um is if i squat around 500 okay um do i have any back pain that's a, that is just amazing zero you know zero. I, used, I used to think people with back pain were faking it or chronic you know malingerers until i had it and then right. <laughs> back it, pain is it, it no fun very 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 crippling okay and debilitating you know yeah. as we said most common you know, cause of workplace disability. Okay. Yeah. But I promise you, I promise you, I promise you, I promise you, Tom, if you just practice the strength, okay. If you practice the strength and you learn how to open your hips and you practice the mobility and the flexibility work, 
and you just are disciplined about it and it will not take you 30 minutes a day just even if it's 10 minutes a day but when you are training your deadlifts or your squats yeah work on your mobility work on your mobility you I train daily you, do it daily uh, oh yeah daily. so what i do okay for my back and my shoulders because um uh you know i'm very very uh into injury prevention and yeah. joint mechanics yeah when i'm in the shower okay as ridiculous as this sounds okay um i am working on my mobility with the water running on whatever part of my body i am working on and it literally takes me again this is outside of the gym so even on my on my off days five minutes it's five wow. minutes okay i'm so practicing for my shoulders my external rotation against the wall and shower wall is working external rotator external rotator not abduction Mm-hmm. external mm-hmm. rotator isometric get the humeral head back in the joint so yeah. you yeah. want to pull it back and you want to rotate you don't want to do it out here you want to pull it yeah. back yeah. because again yeah. we're concerned about this anterior glide we want humeral heads back external rotation for 20 seconds okay let it go wait 30 seconds okay do it five times right and for squats okay and for or for or for low back so i'm stretch my hamstring when i stretch my hamstrings um and i'll do a very, very wide um, squat, okay? I have sort of have one of these showers that's, it's not this massive shower. You may have a huge shower, okay? I have one where it's almost like a stall, if you will. Okay. Um, I'll put my feet to the edges of the stall and I will try to drive my knees into the, my knees into the wall, okay? So that my, my knees are tracking in the same plane as my feet and my shins are vertical at the bottom. I will squat down and let the water run on my back almost to the point where, and you probably saw this in the book, butts on the ground. Yeah. Okay. Your butt should be on the ground. You should be able to get your chest high. Okay. But almost on the ground, shins vertical. If you Mm -hmm. start learning how to do these types of maneuvers, right, you're going to notice that your back pain goes away. Yeah. And no keeping, no keeping on your pull-ups. (laughs) <laughs> I love that. In your, I love that in your book. I love the statement you made about you don't come into my office with back pain. How many neurosurgeons can say that? That's a, just an amazing statement. I'm telling you, are not allowed to have back pain in my office. I, I love that. So yep. it doesn't matter if you've got scoliosis, if you got one of them's rotated, you got no. vertebral rotation no. No. or what. You can no. strengthen your back up. And I'll, could you straighten it out? You're not going mean, to. You're not going to straighten it out, but you're going to continue just to work. With your anatomy, that scoliosis that you have in all likelihood is just a degenerative scoliosis that occurs for whatever reason, right? Um, We can't tell you exactly why, but I can tell you that if you just continue to work the back, okay, you will just learn to compensate, okay, for any type of anomalies that you happen to have, structural anomalies, who cares, okay? In other words, um, it matters not um, what you have, what your back looks like on x-ray, Okay. All that matters is that lumbar spine, those erectors, the butt, the hips, okay, you know, are strong. Your hamstrings are, are, are flexible. Okay. Your iliacus, okay. As you know, um, Mm -hmm. is potentially, you know, a problem for people. Psoas, you know, is loose. Psoas is loose. You need to have a lot of mobility. There's a great book. Okay. If you, if you, um, you know, want to know what I use for, um, what I tell my patients to use. And again, I have nothing to do with these guys. I don't know them. Um, yeah. but two great books, okay, from the standpoint of um, mobility, um, injury prevention, and rehab, okay? So one is Becoming a Supple Leopard, 
Okay, that's by Becoming Kelly Starrett. A supple okay. leopard. I know it sounds absolutely ridiculous. Okay, Becoming a Supple Leopard by Kelly Starrett. And the other one, and I don't know Kelly, okay. Um, and the other one, and I forget the author, um, is Built from Broken. Built from Broken. Mm -hmm. And you're going to see the same exact things that, you know, that, that you know, that I've told you. They're going to be echoed in their, you know, in their writings. Mm -hmm. um, one is a little bit more um, uh, sort of philosophical about sort of the science behind it. That's Built from Broken. That's written by a physical therapist. Kelly Starrett is more encyclopedic and says, okay, if you have a shoulder derangement, here's how to make a diagnosis and here's what you do. And it goes body part or region by body region. That is almost an encyclopedia. The other one is sort of a read through sort of. Uh, Kelly Starrett says, I have this problem. Let me go to the chapter on this region. Those books have helped me tremendously. I've rehabbed to, I'll, I'll order both those today. Oh, yeah. I promise you, you that. You know, that reminds me of a book I read about two weeks ago that was referred to me. That's um, a great book, really on trauma, but not the kind of trauma you see, but more emotional trauma type thing. Your Body Keeps the Score. Great right? book. Who's that great written by? Book. Um, I'll have to get that to you. I don't know. I forget who wrote it, but it was actually a Harvard psychiatrist, I think. But um, mm -hmm. it's just really interesting, you know, because like in my practice, I don't know about your practice, but you know, you, you say your, your patients are your friends, which I'm the yes. same way. They're family, yes. they're family yes. and they're friends. And yes. you want to treat them like you would treat your own family. Yes. And you know, a lot of times I, these people have a lot of like past emotional trauma. <laughs> if you look, right. if you read Dr. Atiyah's book that he, that he just put out, you know, he's a famous longevity guy. I don't know if you listen to his podcast or not, but, a little bit. um, he his last chapter is is his own story dealing with his own emotional trauma, mm -hmm. so he checks himself into a you know he's at at Stanford or you know, half the time Austin, but he has, he realized he had to check himself into a, a kind of a mental hospital to to deal with his emotions. He's mm -hmm. so Type A, so academic that um, it was really the most interesting part of the book to me was this emotional trauma. So from my aspect, doing primary care for 38 years, you know, if you can't really get in this, dig in a little bit to somebody's psychosocial aspect and, you know, get to know them, what they've kind of had to deal with, that's they haven't led the kind of idyllic life that I've led, really. Um, gosh, it's really telling. It, yeah. You really need to incorporate that stuff. But here it is right here. The Body Keeps a Score by Bessel van der Kolk. Mm -hmm. That's mm -hmm. just an interesting book for maybe some of your patients that have dealt with a lot of emotional trauma because yes. it really it really has a lot to do with your body. I've always said in my practice that half of what walks into my office is anxiety-driven. Right. <laughs> it really is. And, and also, I tell them, the number, you know, the number one cure for anxiety, it's not a pill. It's called exercise. Yeah. You know? <laughs> Sounds exactly like me. I know, right? People don't need these antidepressants. They don't work. You know, you need, you need to move. Yeah. Um, but I anyway. take my patients off of, off of them anyway. You know, I just tell them, um, you know, we're going to slowly wean you off. I'm not a psychiatrist, but just over the next six to 12 months, those are going to go bye-bye. Yeah, I agree. One good supplement that I like for that, for anxiety, and actually it curves a lot of cravings, is saffron. 
That's one of my favorite supplements to, to tell people to take. It's completely safe. Um, but you and I are on the same page. I thank you for a lot of advice on the backs. I mean, I really oh, yeah. appreciate that personally and to a lot oh, yeah. of my patients because when you get my age, you do, you want to prevent falls, just like you say. That the, Absolutely. You know, it's just crazy how people can't. Have you seen old, you go to the Walmart, you, you go to the store, you go downtown, you see older people walking crooked, oh, yeah. and you go, I don't want to end up like this. Does, does, do you have to get this way when you're 70, 80? Do you have to walk that way? You know, I don't think you do. No, you, you absolutely don't. Um, <clears throat> you know, um, between the, you know, the, 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 the rampant sarcopenia, um, the fact that people are overweight, um, the lack of exercise and therefore practicing, um, you know, with their balance to a degree, depending upon what you're doing. It's no wonder why, um, you know, it's so common. I mean, listen, you know, to a great degree, I make my living um, on patients that have fallen. I mean, it, is, it yeah. is every single day that I'm on call and I'm on call a lot. It's constant. Either somebody has a subdural um, or somebody has um, some sort of, um, thoracolumbar fracture. It is constant, constant. And yes, um, they are preventable, just like back pain is preventable, just like diabetes is preventable. This is just another one of these diseases that we've historically sort of written off um, to something that, well, just sort of happens. It's, it, it, we, both know, we both know that that's complete nonsense. Yeah, it's complete I, nonsense. I agree 100%. There's complete a couple nonsense. tips I try to give my patients. One is Stay off of ladders. <laughs> you want a head injury or spinal paralyzed? Stay off of ladders. Absolutely. The other thing is when you pull up to an intersection, look left, look right, then look left again. Right. Because that's when they're going to get pegged. Is You're exactly right. right. You're you know, exactly I'm right. I'm sure you see that all the time oh, in your practice. We, we see it all but, the time. It's, not, it's uh, number one and number two. It's, it's falls and it's motor vehicle accidents, period. That's it. Yeah, um, yeah. I mean, it's, it is constant um, uh, down here, constant, constant. And also, you know, by virtue of the demographics, we have a lot of seniors down here. And, you know, it's oh, it's yeah. seniors that don't have the greatest brain, let alone balance, and they're driving. Yeah. Right. Yeah. 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 Dang One of the other things that we, you know, we, we do incorporate here, you know, in that regard, Tom, although I haven't really used it in this context. And oh, I'm hoping to do that as 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 this nascent practice grows um, is we have in a, in addition to um you know this nautilus style setup here um we have two rows we have five rows of machine one way and it's all high intensity and then there's a uh, sort of a, this really really cool advanced brain trainer um on the wall so i put them through five quick onto the brain trainer and then five back in other words um machine so it's a really really neat mind and body sort of training that you that you get you know when you come down to uh you know you said you're in delray when you come down you have got to come to the um facility you may get some ideas for you know oh, for i would yours. love to watch do you do a lot of work with eye training like you know uh, i i don't um but you know this does incorporate that it's more it's not so much eye training um specifically um it's more just sort of your your periphery it's checking mm -hmm. your peripheral vision um mm -hmm. and well because these tasks are demanding of that and it's also checking your um, reaction speed. And then there are yeah. other sort of montages or modalities on the brain trainer um, that um, uh, sort of task people's memory. So what we oh, do wow. in, a, in addition to that is we also do, I have um, sort of, um, I'm sort of uh, 
entrenched. I have a lot of um, folks in my practice who were special operations guys. And I, by virtue of, of, of interacting with them, um, you know, I've learned about these Kim games, these keep in memory games. So we show them before they start their, their circuit, we show them 10 objects. And then for 30 seconds, then we close the box and we bring them through the five, oh, put them on the brain wow. train, bring them through the next five. And then when they get on the back end of the, uh, of the, of the circuit and they've done, you know, all 10, then I wanted them to regurgitate those 10 items that they saw. Wow. You I know, love that. Yeah. So this is a neat little thing. And these are all things that you can, you know, incorporate in, you know, in your practice, you know, if you have, uh, if you have mm -hmm. space, you know, you put in one of these, one of these facilities, I'm telling you, I think your, you know, your, your patients would, you know, would love it because nobody is really working. Yeah. I mean, exercise strength training, um, you know, works the brain, but what about really working the brain? Yeah. Right. Yeah. What yeah. about really working the brain? This can be made better. You know, yeah. we're pretty good at, at making our bodies better. I always tell my patients this. We're pretty good, you know, at, at, at doing this, whether it's hormone optimization, whether it's nutrition and things like that. And yeah, you know, there's a lot of crossover, what makes the body better, makes the brain better. But what yeah. happens if we somehow could um, come up with some sort of modalities where we can sort of overclock the brain a little bit safely? In other words, make the brain better. Certainly preserve it as we get older. But what about making it better? Yeah. Yeah. What about making it well, better? You've got the neuroplasticity that we now know works. I sure. Mean, you can regenerate neurons now, which would, what, 10 years ago we didn't know that? But, right, um, right. But I liked, I liked your little picture of the brain was pumping iron in your book. That was a good, that was a good little, yeah. uh, little illustration there. But, yeah, people fear dementia worse than they fear cancer. 100%. Um, so I love that aspect. You know what we need to do? We'll wrap it up. We need to do a one on preventing dementia, preventing mental decline. Sure. Absolutely. Um, and we'll, next time we get on here, um, we'll do that one. And, I, and again, I'd love to have you in Tennessee. I'm definitely coming back to Florida next winter <laughs> and I'll definitely look you up and I hope we can keep this going. And, yeah, uh, it, it sounds it sounds terrific. I have I have really 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 enjoyed it, Tom. I think you're. I mean, I I, I think you're you're delivering the you know the, the a great message. Um, we share um, you know similar um, you know ideals, obviously very much so, um, in the context of a lot of different things. And um, you know this message needs to be heard. And I think it's wonderful that you're you know you're doing this and delivering it. You know it sort of you know you're, you're there's a massive outreach in Tennessee, and I think it's yeah. great. I mean, I, I really, really do. We are here at, you know, at our one facility here, um, but hoping to, uh, you know, expand, if not in physically, you know, in the in the digital space. And you've done a great job with that I predict as well. You're gonna be, I, I predict you're going to be famous in, in what you're pursuing. <laughs> I really do. You've got the, you've got the creed, and uh, I'm telling you, I love what you're doing. It's impressive, and I've learned even so much just talking to you today. And I'm going to definitely bend your ear on a lot of this stuff. And, again, I hope you'll ask me if there's any areas of expertise that I've gone through that we'll, we'll collaborate a lot there's, on this. There, there, yeah, there's, there's no question. You haven't heard I, the I would, end of me. I'm probably going to be bothering you for a lot uh, of, you, a lot of what's I, in I want that, to, that I want you to get my, my email and all that. And I do want to get some of your books to sell in my offices because listen, I thought that I'll, book was I'll, so good. Listen, Everything I'll, in it I agreed with. You know, I'm from, sure. You but know, uh, I, if I can, I'll order some of those from Alice. I'll get Ben to order those from Alice. No, we'll we'll, we'll just send, we'll send them up to you. You just tell me what you want, and I'll get as many of them as you want. You do what you want with them. You know, well, it's uh, it's it's my pleasure. It's um, I'm very very thankful you had me on today. Very uh, this, very thankful, and I'm looking forward wonderful. looking forward to the next one. Just uh, oh, we'll, we'll be in touch, and we'll okay. we'll figure it out. But you know, um, 
I, uh, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm really, really, really um, appreciative of you having oh, on was, and uh, you having me on. And um, I look forward to uh, this is one of the best podcast interviews I've ever had by far. It's and you've likewise. made it for me. Thank you, Dr. Brett Osborne, West Palm Beach, Florida. Have fun down there. Enjoy it. And I'll talk Thank to you, you soon. Thank you so much. Yep. You stay well. Thank you very, very much, Tom. We'll speak soon.